Divorce with a Twist, where we help you recover from your divorce, rediscover your self-worth, and repurpose your life. This is Episode 5, Conversation with Trisha Glover. I'm your host, Shandy Arwalis, Certified Life Coach and Divorce Attorney. Today, I invite you to my conversation with Trisha. Trisha is once divorced after a 10-year marriage. The divorce was initiated by her husband just six months after they built their forever home. She has two beautiful children, a boy and a girl, and she holds a bachelor's degree in psychology. Today, she talks about how she felt during the early days of her divorce and what catapulted her on her path to healing. I represented Trisha as her attorney and we moved into a coaching relationship. It's been a real pleasure to witness her transformation. Without further ado, here's Trisha and her story. Trisha, can you describe how you felt during the beginning of your divorce process? In the beginning of the divorce process, um, it, it was the scariest situation I've ever been in. Um, I cried constantly. Um, I questioned my self-worth constantly. I asked questions such as what if something was different or how could I have changed it? I automatically, it seemed like I automatically changed it into something that I had done. Um, that was how my brain started processing it. Um, my life changed drastically. I had to sell my home, sell my car, and figure out how to live on a smaller income while supporting myself and my two children. It felt like uh, basically the world was turned upside down. My whole life was different instantly. How do you remember coping at that time? So at that time, um, well, it was it was like a flood of negative emotions first. Um, and and so I um, I surrounded myself with um, with uh, a handful. I had a handful of um, su- supporters, mostly family, um, and they would uh, encourage me, inspire me to keep going to get out of that negative, I guess, funk, my, my father, what clicked, my father said that, um, he asked me, said, how can you let somebody like that, meaning my ex, have so much power over you? And he wasn't, it was tough love. He wasn't trying to be ugly to me, but that stern question, it just clicked. And I was like, oh my God, he's, he's right. You know, all, I hated feeling that way. And I was, that made me realize I was giving my power to my ex, you know, I, I, but I didn't initial the, the, initiate the divorce. So I felt this was being done to me, you know, so that's a victim mindset. Um, whenever my father asked me that question, it, it that kind of changed a little, I started meditating. So for coping, I just, I had to first become aware of it. And then I started meditating and then just trying to surround myself with more positive people. So I was flooded with more positive energy and emotions than focusing constantly on the negative. Prior to your dad asking you that, did you even realize that you were giving your power away, that you were allowing outside circumstances dictate how you felt? No, giving, I, you know? I didn't. I didn't. He asked me, how do I let somebody have that much power or control over you? That's what he said. 
I and didn't, and no, I didn't. Yeah. Extremely it was, it was powerful. Like, yeah. It was an, it was an epiphany pretty much, you know, like a light bulb went off. Do you recall how long you were in that spiral before your dad said that had it been months or years? Oh, it was about a year. It was okay. about a year. It was, it, it, I, felt, <laughs> I felt like my, my life was constantly on repeat, not going anywhere for at least a year. Yeah. I always say, um, you know, it's really not time that heals. It does take work and a change and shift in perspective Although that work takes time, time in itself will not heal. Would you agree with that? If your father hadn't said those words to you, do you think the passage of time would have just made you better? No, I 100%. I, I do agree with you. Um, if if you keep repeating the same thing over and over, you're going to get the same result. So you have to start having a progressive momentum in order to, for something to change. You know, something has to become different for you to feel in your life to be different. What other shifts have you noticed, you know, for yourself? Um, I noticed that um, I can more so control how I, not only how I feel, but you know, my, my future. Um, I can, if I don't feel comfortable with something, if I don't like something. I know I can take steps to change it. I cannot, I'm not a, I, you know, I'm not a magician. I can't make something just instantly turn into something else, but I can work forward, you know, and towards something different. If I want that to change, I have to put my own energy and time into it, you know, uh, and it's also about seeing the flip side of things. Um, the old, you know, if you've got a bunch of lemons, make lemonade type deal. Um, I, I do that a lot uh, with a lot of aspects of my life. Um, well, I also know you've been particularly good at creating boundaries in your life. Yes. <laughs> and yes. were you doing that before? Was that a change learning how to create them or even what they were and how they could work for you? That was a huge, that, that caused a huge change in all of this. And, um, the boundary, um, I started setting back up well, I read a lot. And I was reading how to deal with um, difficult exes. I read constantly. I still read, um, even though it, you know, I, I think I pretty, I got it now, but um, I still read anyway. Um, so I realized that I was giving, uh, I was allowing my ex to, you know, rattle my cage up constantly. This was, this was bleeding into the court system. Um, whenever I went to court, it, it didn't look good for me. It wasn't helping me at all. So. Um, and I think my ex knew how to press my button, sort of say, and that I had to realize he was doing, it. I had to be, you know, conscious of that to realize, okay, if he does this, I automatically feel this. I don't want to feel that way. So I need to recognize those triggers and then, uh, you know, consciously decide how to deal with it from there. Right. And that's definitely a way to get your power back is to create boundaries for yourself and follow through with them. Right. If you don't make boundaries, those who mean you harm will take advantage. So and if you don't stand up for yourself, nobody will. So you said, um, you know, you still read, you still do have contact with your ex because you have minor children still, correct? Yes, ma'am. And so you do co-parent? Yes, ma'am. Do you feel your divorce is in your past? 
I, I do for the most part. Um, I, yeah, I'm still, I'm still going through, well, the divorce part, you know, the marriage part, yes, that's ended in 2017. Um, but of course my, my children are 13, um, and 12 are going to be 14 and 13 this year. And so I still have a few more years to, you know, go before they make legal age. But, um, I, I do feel my divorce itself is in the past. Uh, and then what I have to deal with, with my children, it's, I've done it so much. Um, it, it, it doesn't scare me anymore. And I think I've gained the right tools to learn how to just cope with that huge stressor, you know, of walking in a courthouse or going on a court zoom or seeing my ex or hearing him say things that aren't necessarily true. I just, I, I learn how to deal with those things because those are facts people you know, or people are going to say, you know, things that may not be true about you, but, you know, you don't have to take that as a direct attack. You don't have to absorb that, you know, that shift has come by way of you thinking about it differently. Is that right? Correct. Right. You know, one, I know that it's not permanent. You know, this isn't, this is a temporary part of my life. I just have to accept that it is a part of my life. And just deal with it the best way I can. I can't harp on it constantly like I did, but I used to do that. And that literally took a physical toll on me, um, mental, physical, spiritual. Like you, it, you know, you can't. Yes. Acceptance is key. A lot of times, you know, I coach my clients. If you are arguing with reality, why is this happening to me? Or I can't believe it's happening to me. Arguing yeah. with reality, you'll lose every time. Yeah. And that was, I, I was doing that a but lot. But it's right. It's hard to know that you're doing it or, you know, if you're in the cycle of doing it, I mean, you really can't see a way out. So, um, and you've had very different results in your life at this point, you've made a major career decision, right? Why don't you tell us about that? Since I've had to, um, be highly involved in, um, and litigation and um, court has been a big part of my life. Just the legal system in general. There are some things I don't like about it. There are some things I do like about it. Um, but in the process, doing this for several years, um, I've come to just love um, some of the processes of it. Um, a lot of aspects of the legal system. And um, I find that I, I, through this, not only did it, it, it make me, you know, it, it challenged my brain, uh, which, which, which I love. Um, but it also, I felt there was a lot of power in the legal system. Uh, I am, I applied to law school and I am, I've been accepted and I'm attending in this year in the fall. Congratulations. And that is huge. I mean, that's just huge. Thank you. I, I can't, I can't even believe it. Sometimes I think about it. Like when I was doing the application process, you know, I haven't been in school since 2007 is when I graduated. And when I was filling out the application and I submitted it, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm doing this. <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah. It's can kind you of say, can you even say in 2015 when that divorce was initiated, that that was even a thought on the horizon at a flecker of anything in your life? No, 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 no. I just, I, oh, first of all, because I was, um, I was drowning in so much emotional turmoil. My brain was so 
you know, disconnected from a lot of things at that point, like, I, I would not have been a successful law student. But in regards to did I vision myself being able to do it? No, not at that time. You know, I restricted myself. I, I told my, you know, I got kids, you know, how am I going to get the money? Um, maybe I'm not smart like I was, you know, as an undergrad, maybe I'm just not good enough. You know, just the, really well, that's all a that universal was- thought, you know, I'm not good enough is universal to us all. We all have yeah. that thought. And it's a crippling thought too. So exactly. if you could give the listeners your best piece of advice, um, what would that be? Be your best friend, not your worst enemy. You know, love yourself unconditionally. Um, you know, you will be there for yourself before anybody else. So appreciate you, appreciate where you've been and how you've got there um, and who you are now, you know, um, and and, um, that's so true. And that, that's, I find that, you know, you say, treat yourself like you would treat a friend, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't accept a friend telling you those things or, and you certainly would not support your friend and tell your friend the negative things that you tell yourself. So that's a good rule of thumb. If you find yourself thinking something you would not tell your friend, it, you know, you might want to rethink it. It's restricting. It is self-restricting. If you, you don't want to defeat you. You don't want to count yourself out. You don't want to say you can't do something because anything is possible. If you, if you tell yourself, no, you're already, you're already giving up, you know, and those are very, very self-defeating, self-defeating thoughts. And it, you know, I'm not perfect. I do feel bad sometimes, but that's temporary. Like I know that I know I can change it. I know I don't have to feel that way forever. So, you know. Okay. So before we go, I'd like for you to impress upon the listeners one last time, the wise words of your dad. Why do you let somebody like that have so much power over you? Why? Thank you, Trisha. You're welcome. That's our time for today. Thank